Ray Longknife pushed himself away from his desk and levered himself up with his canes. He scowled at his empty in-basket. Now he could do the only thing he hated worse than pushing paper, attend meetings. His scowl quirked into a half-smile. Rita might be right. It could be a trap to kill him. The newfound bureaucrat and the old soldier contended in Ray for a moment. His glance took in the office of Wardhaven's Minister of Science and Technology. He'd spent nearly every waking moment here for the past three months. The thick carpet, cold marble, and rich wallpaper were left over from the previous occupant, some Unity Party hack. Shadows on the wall showed where looted artwork had hung. Ray had immediately returned them. The blank walls and the canes Ray hobbled on were prices of a lost war. Ray's jaw clinched. He would win this piece. On the desk were the only two objects in the office that were his. A double picture frame showed Rita in his arms on their wedding day. The other frame was empty. He'd fill it in a few months when the baby came. The second item was a lit plastic cube. Suspended in it was the shrapnel removed from his spine. His mistakes that day had cost him his mobility and a lot of his people their lives. Ray knew the price of a lost battle. He'd pay any price to win the peace his daughter or son would grow up in. That he swore. For that little one, he'd be a bureaucrat. It's time to go. Ray turned to see his wife, leaning against his office door, a hand on her stomach that had yet to show her pregnancy. Her words said one thing. Underlying them was a plea. Please don't. Rita knew Longknife was still the sharp ship driver that had caught his attention, and his heart. Why she'd fallen in love with an old warhorse was anybody's guess. Ray was glad she had. But today the gallant balls-to-the-wall commander of an assault transport squadron contended with a frightened wife and mother-to-be. Ray knew the battle well. The wounded, frightened bureaucrat in him was ready to burrow into the carpet. The old warrior demanded he get back on the horse that threw him. They also serve who only go to meetings, Ray said, tossing her a grin, since both hands were too busy with canes to salute. Besides, they ask for me he said, letting that settle the matter. That's what worries me. I'm the man who killed President Erm, was in all the papers. They both tasted the truth and the lie in that statement. The spy wants me to take the measure of these folks. Somebody has to. That was the limit of modern communication. They did a poor job of measuring the human soul. Trust was built on the pressure of a handshake, the flinch of an eyelid, the quick glance away after a key statement. There were computer programs that purported to measure those things. Other programs guaranteed they'd take out of your transmission what you didn't want in. With your life on the line, you pressed the flesh. It looks like a straight-up visit, he finished. If they're telling the truth, and if this oh-so-secret visit hasn't been leaked, Rita shot back. He reached the door. Rita hugged him, burying her head in his chest. Her hair smelled of sunshine and spring, bringing back warm memories. He put his arms around her. It felt so much better to lean on her rather than sticks. They hugged, and for a brief moment the universe and its problems went away.
you'll be careful, was muffled against his chest. Before Ray could answer, we'll take damn good care of him, came from the outer office. Ray glanced up. Captain Matt Habib, ivory teeth grinning against Ebony's skin, was already waiting. He had skippered the cruiser that changed the geography of human space. Then he'd sailed the Sheffield for Earth's Society of Humanity and against Unity and had damn near blown up Wardhaven. Now he worked for Ray, captain of the armed merchant scout's second chance for Wardhaven's Ministry of Science and Technology. Peace had a logic. War its own crazy rationality. The transition between the two was patently insane.